Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Mulligan Catholic. I'm your host, Andrew Miller, along with Father Scott. Yay! He's waving a flag that we got oh. from Medieval Times. It's, it's fine. Very good. Yes. So I have a question for you. You may ask as a I, question. As I tend to do. Yes. When you hear the word utopic society or Ooh. utopia, what comes to mind for you? Immediately, Thomas is more utopia. St. Thomas More wrote a long track about this, uh, about... Uh, what would a, a utopia would look like? Now, I've not read it, but I know he wrote it. And um, uh, that was back before King Henry VIII went nutsoid. So. so what, I mean... I would also nowadays, in my more cynical nature, would say such a thing is impossible. Well, I mean, I think earthly it is definitely Correct. impossible. Correct. Correct. Right. It would, it would be a place where everything would be perfect. Right. Which is not possible. Not here. Not in this world, no. And, and what's interesting is if you look at sci-fi and you look at, you know, all these books of these perfect utopias, they're godless. Yeah. Yeah. Look at, look at, um, is Star Trek a utopia? I wouldn't, I have no idea because they're mostly out in space searching yeah. the vast and distances of the what, world. What even would a utopia look like? Is a utopia just a heaven? I think... It has to be, yeah. right? Because like there is no war, there is no crime. Everybody is buddy there's no, buddy there's with no each suffering, other. I would assume. Yeah, there's no. So I guess the good question is, what's the difference between utopia and heaven? God. Uh, hmm. You could have a, a Garden of Eden would be, I guess, the Christian version of the of utopia, right? Where where humanity is in communion with God. So and nature and, and correct well and his creation so where we would fit in our right role in creation which is good stewards of it in some ways a monastery is trying to make that possible a monastery is supposed to be like a a utopia uh, here on earth in a way uh, it, it serves as establishing that communion with God now and just. Being away from everything makes it so much easier. Correct, correct. Being away from the interwebs, podcasts, Being away from, yeah, there's truth TikToks. to that. Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely, yeah. So that would, um, a good question would be, what is the right relationship humanity should have with technology uh, going forward in the kingdom of God? So what is the right relationship that humanity should have with technology going forward in the kingdom of God? This is, this is the big question because uh, Tolkien tried to tackle this. Tol Tolkien would say the only way to get over technology is to throw the ring back into the fire from whence it came. So you, so you, take, so you take your iPhone and you chuck it back into a volcano. So that would be, that would be the Tolkien's idea of dealing with it. Um, so should we go outside and let you run over your iPhone with your car? No, let's not do that now. <laughs> no, although I have given that as a penance, um, but, but only jokingly so. Um, so. So there needs to be, so what is the right relationship with technology? I like Luke Skywalker's solution, turning off his iPhone before blowing up to Death Star. That's, I, I appreciate that. Um, you see throughout the 80s, the movies were like Terminator, where they were afraid of technology and eventually AI is going to kill us all in a nuclear holocaust. Um, and then what comes after that? Then we started, we're, we're in a period now where there's, there, there's a desire to, to wed technology. You see this really with um, the Avengers in particular. I mean, uh, Tony Stark is a very different heroine than um, 
Luke Skywalker. Or not heroin, hero. <laughs> uh, Luke Skywalker is is much more anti-technology, as is Yoda. But Tony Stark is much more pro-technology. So in terms of that, humanity and technology can coexist. Again, this is this is the big debate of our age, is how do we... I think the, the reason why we're not able to solve this is because because there's no reference to God in modern society. We don't know how to rightly orient technology because we don't we don't have our we don't have a priority of order, right? So it's right. like first comes relationship with God, uh, then how do we cultivate a life in which uh, a greater union with God becomes possible? So, yeah. Obviously, so this wouldn't be a utopia, but it would be. I mean, what 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 is humanity's right relationship with technology? That's that's the big one. I think one of the problems is is um, is do we use the iPhone for all? Do, do we have a hyper reliance on technology? I is, think is there, yes. Is there, is there a life separate from technology? Well, with the pandemic, everything became well. That's true too. The iPhone, that's right? True too. And, and you the got laptop. And the laptop and whatever else. I mean, obviously, work is work. Work is one thing. How would we have done the pandemic in 1980? I don't think we ever would have been able to even shut down in 1980. I don't think we could. I think you just got to wear some masks and keep going to work. Yeah. Or to church or wherever else. I mean, the whole thing would have just shut down. It would have just collapsed. So, but that, you know, what is the right, you know, level of technology? Should we even be recording masses and putting them on TV or should they we should we have even live stream many of the masses yeah I I, I I think um well technology should not be worshiped I think that we could say that we should have no other gods but God not even the iPhone so the, the question then becomes well how do we how do we do that and I'm not I'm not because because we don't have a right relationship with God everything else is a little whack and and people will look for God in their iPhone, in their through technology, um, so that's going to be the problem. I, I don't know how we're going to do that. Uh, apparently, podcast dog does not agree podcast with, dog is here does, today does not agree with your idea of technology and getting away from it. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, but what what does that what does that actually look like? I'm not sure. Maybe he's he wants more more information. Uh, the, the podcast dog. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm this is a, a question I don't have the answer to yet. So let's let's take a look at heaven then, right? Yeah. Because in, in people's mind, heaven is supposed to be this mm. utopic society mm -hmm. where we have. I, I guess the idea is you need an overarching leader to lead the the utopic society because people will just do what people do. Mm -hmm. But how do we coincide this with free will, right? Mm -hmm. If we all, if we go to heaven. And God being the creator and Jesus being the son and the, you know, and this kingdom, right? This, this feudalized kingdom, then they'll obviously God knows what is best for everything. Then why have free will? Well, because, because you want love in the kingdom and you can't have love without free will. So you, you don't want just a bunch of robots. I mean, God could have created a bunch of androids. They could have pre-programmed to love them and then just hang out forever you know and but, but uh, why not right if we wanted this perfect utopic society we wanted to live in the garden forever why not just 
pre-program us all to love and worship and respect God. Well, he did uh, in some ways in that we are, we are programmed, I like this analogy, um, we are programmed to love God with all our heart and all our soul and all our strength and our neighbor as ourselves, right? So it's actually easier for us to love than it is not to love. But the, a virus got into the program. We call this virus original sin. Right. And that has messed up everything. And we have to have a whole new software to purge ourselves of the virus. We would call, these would be the sacraments, um, where Jesus downloads new information to try to purge us of the virus. So, for instance, you got to get baptized. You got to get all that washed away. You got to be nourished with uploads of the Eucharist. Uh, this analogy is starting to wane, but there's a lot of kind of comparison to this. It's there's there's something off with the whole program went haywire because of man's original sin. So, so. I mean, you look at developers nowadays, and every time they come out with a patch, a new mm -hmm. version of software, whatever yeah. we want to call it, mm -hmm. there's always another bug in the system, mm. right? There's always another thing going wrong inside the system. Mm -hmm. So they had to make another patch. Mm -hmm. So how is it that we are still only at seven sacraments, yet there are still massive wow. bugs in the system? It's only been, it's only been 2,000 years. Uh, since yeah, but if I put out a whole new program, I'm gonna, like, they're going to want an update in six months because there's a, a glitch, a well, bug, a whatever. Right, right. And the church, the church does give new guidance as new things come along. A perfect example is Rerum Novarum by Pope Leo XIII about on new things, Rerum Novarum. Uh, and uh, it was all about what do we, how does the church uh, relate with these new realities of capitalism and communism and the industrial revolution. And so the, the church in her magisterium actually does do this. Um, she does, she does give new guidance as times change. So that's, uh, that's pretty good. So podcast dog apparently doesn't like Ram Navarum. Um, apparently not. Yes. Doesn't yes. like the, the yes. way things change. Yeah. So, and, and that's, but they, but they do. And so the church has been given the charism to adapt to that. But if you look at the history of the world, uh, you had different, you had very different things happen. So uh, in Noah, in the day of Noah, God goes control, alt, delete, and yes. we, we try to reboot. And we flood the entire world. Right, 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 right. Okay, yes, yes. So, so there's that. Um, there's times where uh, people, they try to create the, the, the Tower of Babel. Uh, that's not good. We've got to knock that down. Uh, Israel, they start to develop a kingdom uh, that becomes corrupt. Then you have to have the Babylonian exile. So you got to knock that down. So it's been a constant kind of a tweaking over the history of the world until finally you get to the Messiah where you have a brand new operating platform, uh, operating system, and it has the most effective at, at removing the virus. So, But that's assuming that people actually, you know, Develop the antivirus and take it. And That's also true. You got a lot of you got a lot of anti sacramenters out there. So and you know, then you have again another bug. You have Martin Luther. You have King Lou. You know, you have all of these people or Correct. King Henry. You have all these people that. Well, I don't like it that way. Yeah. So. Yep. 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 It, it, but again, Jesus. Jesus actually predicted that 
not everybody's going to be saved. He says, actually, only very few are going to be saved. So we're That's gonna, a scary thought. It is a scary thought. So he's trying his best. Uh, and um, we're going to, as many as will be saved as possible. But um, he also mitigates our expectations. He says, this whole thing is going to have to be rebooted at the end of time. Not just a little flood this time, but we're going to have to... A full-fledged Armageddon. Correct. New heavens, new earth, new hardware. You know, they always... But the software will remain. Heaven and earth may pass away, but my word shall still remain. So how's that going to work? So then you're going to have to you're going to have to create a new heavens and a new earth, right? And then so I have to make I have to make a new. I system. I love this idea of the computer simulation idea of, of the <laughs> cosmos. This is great, right? So yeah. I have to I have to build a new computer. Yeah, right. I have to build a new computer. Elon monitor. Musk would love this. He would love this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah join the Patreon so I can still go buy a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. He, you gotta you gotta build a computer, but when you build a new computer, you got. You have to put new software in there. You got to have the, the latest, you know, Windows or right. You know, right. He wouldn't want to. Comp- he he would want like humanity 2.0. He wouldn't want like a totally new species. He he'd want a resurrected species. So it's essentially what we're kind of think. It's like a sequel, kind of, except better. Right. So like, it's it's more like a. Reboot. I I play. MLB The Show 2019. Okay. They come out with one every single year, like Correct. Madden and all these other Correct. all these other sports games, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same game, but it's just updated. Right. Same it's updated, hardware. It's updated, but it's it's so um, it's so revolutionary that it's almost hard to recognize. You see this with Jesus in his resurrection, right? He has this new body. It's his old body, but it's so uh, reanimated that it appears to be um, unrecognizable. So some people are like, you know, he appears to Mary Magdalene. She doesn't even recognize him. So there's, it is, it is his same body that resurrected, but it's a resurrected body is not just a resuscitated corpse. It's, it's got a dyna, dynamism that is superior to the one that Jesus was born with, um, which is remarkable to really think about. So I, I get lucky enough that, that I make it to heaven mm. and then the apocalypse happens and we all be get new bodies. Ooh, this would be good. I, I guess the question is, would I still have knowledge of the previous body? Would I still have knowledge of what I previously have done like, is my memory bank still there? But just, you know, they, they took my brain, they plopped it in a whole, like, mm-hmm. younger, better version of me. Mm-hmm. You'd have a new brain, too. Oh, so then is my memory... Like, that's the question. Does the memory get wiped? Your, your, your being is not primarily your brain. It's your soul. Think about this. Your, your cell... Every cell in your body changes over every six, six years. Yeah, six, seven years, right? So yeah. where is the memory stored? If you can remember things that are older than six years, where is that memory stored? I mean... It's me, so who knows if I can remember things that are over six years, honestly. Well, I can, I can like, remember in kindergarten a soccer game we had once. And, oh, that's true. I can remember, like, okay, yeah, we were in, you know, at one of years playing, like, Little League Baseball. We were yes. in the championship game. So I can remember what it, to go down uh, to play Double Dragon on my Nintendo Entertainment System and 
what that smelled like in the basement. Um, All the mil, you know mildewy, musky smell. I, I can remember playing a video game called Fourth and Inches, which is a football game, and there were two teams, red and blue. Yes. But if you change the contrast on the TV, you can make them green and orange. So it felt like the Jets versus the Bengals or the Cowboys versus the Redskins. So that was fun. Yep. I just, you're old. Like wow. I'm very old. <laughs> I was, in fact, I went on to YouTube to just, because I don't know why, but I wanted to listen to what some of the old soundtracks to the games were called on that, on like a... Whatever that computer was called, something called Lords of Conquest. And oh was, yes, yeah, like the old, like so old, and um, gosh, the graphics were just so. It was like it was like magenta, cyan, white were like the three colors that you had to to make a game. It was but very weird. They were still able to make games back then. <laughs> they did, they did, and they were still very addictive. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, but back then there was a time where. Uh, humanity still thought it was capable to turn off the targeting computer to, and to listen to the force um, before the dark times, before, before the, the empire. Yes. So at least Darth Vader had faith, right? Yes. Think about that. Because Star Wars, because you know, when he's like the, one of the very first scenes you see with him inside the death star mm-hmm. with all of, or the star destroyer, wherever he's at. I assume with that's all with the, the Google board of directives directors, but yes. <laughs> In, in the Death Star. So he He's sitting around talking to all of these people. And it's just your lack of faith disturbs me. I love that. Song. And especially yes. since like, oh, yes, you, you practice this ancient, archaic religion. Yes. Which it kind of feels like we're almost getting to that point where yes. this Catholicism is that ancient, archaic religion. Mm-hmm. It but is. Yet, the... Yeah. Uh, how did it? How did Han put it in the terrible reboot sequel? The the stories, the legends are real or something. Mm. Talking about Luke and the Force. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With those three. So uh, the Force Awakens, and he goes, "It's real, all of it." Yes. And what I love about it is these two little millennials. Uh, what's her name? Ray and Finn. And, and Ray and Finn in that Star Wars movie, they they're looking for tradition. Uh, of course, Kylo Ren hates tradition. Yes. Uh, he's he's more of the lines of uh, Antifa, right? So Kylo Ren is of the Antifa school, and he desires to destroy everything, tear down the statues, burn the Jedi, destroy the ancient texts. There's nothing good to be found in the past. And what's lovely about, uh, uh, what's her name, Rey, she actually thinks that the past is salv- not only salvageable, but good and should be uh, respected. So, Yeah. So what do you, I mean? So utopia. Yeah. I, um, I guess obviously there it's, it is nay impossible to have a utopic society. Yeah, Jesus Earth. was hoping a little bit for it. Think about it. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So he, he was, he was hoping for this too. Uh, and in fact, he is establishing it, but the problem is his desires for what that kingdom looks like. Is often very different than what we think would be. Uh, it, it has to be in conformity with the will of God, and and things like how do we increase our economic output? How do we increase shareholder value? All these things don't really matter in his vision of the kingdom of God. His vision of the kingdom of God would be really based on love, uh, and it's it's possible in pockets to 
achieve right. that. Because even in even in scriptures, they talked about how the disciples would come together, they right. would sell their property, they would yeah. all live in a in a commune. Yeah. <laughs> but it was all like a willingness to do so. And they would only give out what was needed at the time. Right. There was no basic income. There was no salary. There was, you lived in the commune, but if you're going to travel, okay, it's it's a five days journey to this town. You're going to need, you're going to need 10 gold pieces to get to town, have a room to stay for the night and then come back type of, you know, two, you know, two gold pieces a day mm-hmm. for one person. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting to something. A utopia might not be possible. A universal utopia will not be possible until Jesus establishes it at his second coming. But a particularized utopia, like a local church or a monastery, for a time is. But there's always going to be a Judas in there to throw a wrench in the system. So uh, even in in the thing that Jesus set up with his 12 apostles, there's there's always going to be a Judas there. So the... um, uh, you're always going to be the church militant on earth and, and, and triumphant will only come when Jesus returns. He's the one who's going to bring the, the ultimate victory. So, 